there, and welcome to Star Wars Warts and All, a podcast where we talk about all the stuff we love about Star Wars, warts and all. My name's Will, and joining me are my good friends, Bill. Hi. And Chris. I've got my ladle, ready to scoop up some sweet Mandalorian history. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the soup of life. That's, the, yeah. that's what the armor's always yeah. brewing. It's a good callback. Last week. Yeah. This is just some nonsense about a ladle. Uh, but yeah, we're still... The month of the Mandalorian lead-up is still upon us. So uh, for this week, we're going to be kind of picking up right where we left off with the emergence or the re-emergence of the Darksaber in the finale of Mandalorian Season 1. We're going to talk about that weapon and the history of Mandalore today. But first, some news. Okay, so as mentioned last week, IGN, uh, for the month of February, has been rolling out some stories on the uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen... What is it called? Survivor. Jedi Survivor. Survivor. Jedi Survivor, yeah, the, the sequel to Fallen Order. Fallen Order, I couldn't remember Order for some reason, but uh, so the the story that caught my eye this week from IGN first uh, was that one of the new characters, one of the new adversaries that Cal Kestis will be fighting against in uh, Jedi Survivor is a Gendai named Ravis. So a Gendai is a species that some people may know from Legends because the character Dirge from the now... It's no longer canon, so this is the Gendi Tartakovsky 2D animated Clone Wars micro-series, it's called, which you can you can watch on Disney+, Plus, but it's not considered canon anymore. But they did put it on there as part of their, like, what do they call it? Retro collection or something like that? Like, throwbacks? Mm, something like that. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, it's definitely worth watching. It's a really fun series of just like quick bit action sequences. And um, Dirge was made famous in his appearance there because he's a, basically a bounty hunter who's in this like fancy armor. But underneath that armor, he's just a giant mass of tentacles <laughs> that could regenerate. Uh, so he couldn't be dismembered. He would just kind of reassemble himself. He was really hard to kill. I think he ended up having to be like blown up completely to smithereens basically sounds like uh to take him out one of those plant monsters uh in high republic why am i blank yeah i was thinking of that too drangir drangir yeah oh yeah the drangir yeah but he's more Uh, sentient well who knows that was humanoid that's a few hundred years in the past maybe they've uh adapted that's true and uh yeah maybe i don't think so though no maybe (laughs) Uh, to my mind, he, he sounds like a really good boss fight, though, so I think it makes perfect sense to use a yeah. Gendai for a video game boss. Sure, you know? except when you... Put the, I t- completely forgot, but when you have this in here, uh, didn't he show up in the War of the Bounty Hunters in the Afra series? Dirge? Yeah. He might have been, might have been mentioned. No, I, I, just, I, I just looked it up. He was in, uh, like, full-on drawn focus of the issue i remember reading it and then i just had to go back and confirm it but oh, yeah okay. so this He's... is his 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 first reappearance since the clone wars show but right just further solidifying that he exists in canon i guess 
and that the Gendai. So uh, they are supposed to be very rare. These uh, this species. So there's probably only a handful of them. And if I had to guess, there's a good chance that this uh, this Ravis that you face off against in, in Jedi Survivor will probably end up dead. <laughs> but uh, could be wrong. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but in other news, another story that caught my eye about Bob Iger, CEO of Disney, talking uh, to CNBC about the the future of Disney Plus, which I'm not going to get into all like the, the crazy, you know, back and forth. And, it's a failure. They're gonna they're gonna cancel it and turn it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just but like he did Wars talk Hotel. about the crowded market of you know streaming entertainment and basically how Disney is kind of finding their place in that uh and he basically alluded to the fact that what he called quote unquote general entertainment is not really going to be the Disney Plus wheelhouse uh it's going to really focus mainly on their Marvel, Star Wars, Avatar, you know, the Disney IPs uh moving forward which honestly I don't know if you guys would agree with this but doesn't sound all that much different than what we've been getting from Disney no. Plus I mean right so what, although it's always been the focus <laughs> I was just scrolling through yesterday and saw that ice road truckers storage mm. wars all that stuff's on there now so it's like Ugh. yeah I, I'm not well, sure I'm on Disney Plus or am I on you know Hulu or <laughs> so, whatever else so they're not going to be doing like the National Geographic stuff on there anymore then or any of that I mean I would assume that that would be part of what they'd kind of be moving away from. Or just dialing back. And then just other stuff. Like they try that Artemis Fowl show. I don't think you'll see as big a swing as that. Um, or, or there's a National Treasure. You know, those are kind of like the, the tertiary sort of like side projects that I think he's saying they're going to kind of move away from moving forward. Which which makes sense. Because uh, he just basically points out like you could find stuff like that on other streaming services. What you can't find anywhere else is... Marvel superheroes, right. Star Wars, right. Disney princesses. You know, this is the stuff you're coming for. Mm-hmm. And one last thing, because I could not resist. Uh, I found an interview on Yahoo Entertainment for his new film, Cocaine Bear. Han Solo actor Alden Ehrenreich was asked, of course, because he was in a Star Wars thing, asked if he's been uh, listening to the buzz about the Star Wars thing he was in, Solo, a Star Wars story. So this isn't really Solo sequel news because <laughs> it doesn't get there. But but it was kind of neat to see uh, him address sort of the, the shifting perception, I guess you could say, about Solo. And I like his answer here. So he basically said, it's always kind of felt like that to me on the ground. I feel like there was a lot of like other stuff, like sort of more press stuff. But the actual feedback that I always got from it was really great. Mm-hmm. And I could totally see that. Exactly. Like if you look at the internet, you look at all this quote-unquote backlash and you know, people review bombing it or whatever, the people who actually saw it were like, wait a minute, this is a fun yeah, movie. Right. Yeah, or this the people good- who didn't see it right away and saw it like three years later said, hey, why didn't I see that before? Right. It was pretty uh, yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. And straight from the actor himself saying, like, yeah, well, you know, at, at least he could kind of look back fondly on it now. <laughs> well, yeah, but, it will uh, always exist. It's not going to, you know, disappear. So it's something to just have and be proud of and be able to turn on whenever you want. But it's just unfortunate right. that it had to get, you know, tossed around. I also found it refreshing after the uh, the Daisy Ridley interview that we looked at a couple weeks back where she was saying that people would actually approach her with negativity. 
on the streets. And it sounds like Alden Ehrenreich is kind of at least getting the opposite of that. He's <laughs> yeah, seeing right. negativity in the press, but when people actually approach him, like, hey, you're a greatest yeah. on solo. <laughs> yeah. As it should be. Part of it, I feel like, though, is just the stupidity of people against Kathleen Kennedy because she's said stuff like, oh, well, obviously we can't recast the main characters or something. And people just hated her for that comment. And so they all backed backed him and yeah i don't know it's, right yeah, yeah but yeah. then like obviously yeah. <laughs> fact of the matter was he did a good job as han so yeah so so you're yeah. saying the strategy they should go with is to have kathleen kennedy say the next star wars movie is going to be garbage mm-hmm. then everyone will assume the opposite <laughs> yeah. is true and go to see it yes yes that's exactly what i'm saying <laughs> not a bad idea <laughs> All right, enough about this. Let's get back to The Mandalorian and Mandalore. How to, how to start this? This is big. It's a big topic. I saw you put geography in the, in the notes. Do you want to... Well, yeah, I figured just start with the basics. So, well, first of all, and I'm sure Bill, you'll agree with me, having you know tried to like look up the history of Mandalore and all this stuff. There's a lot of holes that still have yet to be filled in the canon. Yeah, right. So a lot of things that we know about just because they've been mentioned by characters, but we don't actually see the events happen on screen. That need a retcon, mm-hmm. as we uh, discovered the the actual meaning of maybe. And I'm sure there'll be stuff from Legends that'll continually get like folded in or reimagined because yeah, that's right. always fun to see. But yeah, we'll mention a few things that I think I'll, I'll be curious to see uh, or get your guys' opinions on if or when we'll actually see these things on the screen. But to start with, all right, so we're going to talk about Mandalore. Now, Mandalore is complicated because... <laughs> It's located in the Outer Rim, so, you know, hopefully everybody kind of has an idea. The Outer Rim is the outskirts of the galaxy, sort of the uh, the Wild West of Star Wars. Um, but within the Outer Rim territories is the Mandalore Sector. Within the Mandalore Sector, you'll find the Mandalore System. So that would be the star system of Mandalore. And within that is the planet Mandalore. So it's Mandalore upon Mandalore upon Mandalore. And within Mandalore... <laughs> Uh, in the Mandalore sector is the home world, led by, you guessed it, the Mandalore. So the Mandalore is the leader of the planet Mandalore in the system Mandalore within the sector of Mandalore. That's, <laughs> that's where we are. But it's also worth noting that there's a couple other like planets and, and, and systems that come into play here. Notably, within the Mandalore sector is also the Concord Dawn system. Uh, and Mandalore has a moon called Concordia, which was also habitable. So there are people living on the moon also. Mm-hmm. But that's the basic idea. So it's in the Outer Rim. It's Mandalore. It's this big sector. That's where we're starting. <laughs> so let's let's go back to the ancient times. Yes. Before the Jedi, possibly even. Again, this is one of those gray so, areas of the history. Yeah. Well, so the key the key thing to remember about the Mandalorians is they're basically a people that just like to fight things like <laughs> yes. including each other. Very like, war. They just, yeah. Well, cause they were always, they've always been divided into these like houses and clans. 
Right. Jockeying just for power and position. Yeah. Fight constantly. Right. And for thousands of years. Right. So I guess thousands of years before um, the events that happened in the Mandalorian show, mm-hmm. this Tar Vizsla, who was a Mandalorian, the only Mandalorian to ever become a Jedi. Right. Um, basically forged the Darksaber. So this is where the history of the Darksaber begins. As Thousands told by ago. the armorer in the Book of Boba Fett episode. Right. Disguised as a Mandalorian episode or vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> this is where the Darksaber basically becomes a symbol of leadership for the Mandalorian people because he effectively unites the clans. Right. Yes. Um, with the Darksaber as a right. force-using Mandalorian, which is a big deal. And um, he dies at some point, and I can't remember how he dies. I don't even know that it's, it's known yet. Yeah, It's probably because of a war, because right. that's what the Mandalorians do. Yeah, you could pretty much guarantee. Um, yeah. And the Jedi actually kept the Darksaber at the temple until his clan... I, I assume it was Clan Vizsla. I wasn't completely clear um but they basically send commandos to the temple and this is this is around the times of the fall of the old republic so this is where it's kind of interesting because they're bringing in legend stuff um and actually made some of this history canon right i haven't it's, but it's none still, of the details it, are really fleshed exactly. out. Exactly. Right? So it's but, still unclear of how much of it is taken from. <clears throat> so it's almost like just all right. So the dark saber was a thing. He right. was a Jedi, and eventually he died, and the dark saber was back in the hands of his people. Because the name yeah, Vizsla is going to stick around. Like remember Vizsla. Yes, that's, right. that's coming that back. Is, he was the that first. is the key. That yeah. is the key. I also thought it was interesting um, when they actually show the planet of Mandalore and Rebels. It's mostly desert. Yeah, uh, and Sabine explains it. it really. <clears throat> yeah, well, and Sabine explains it to Ezra that it used to be green, but centuries of warfare basically turned it to desert. Right. Um, so I kind of I lumped this in with kind of the ancient era because they had just been fighting for centuries. Yeah. And the destruction of the planet, like the turning it into a desert, was one of the reasons why um, the Mandalorians kind of split. To where some of them wanted to become pacifists. Yeah, I think they didn't want to fight anymore. Right, whether it is or not, I think it just makes sense to see right. that one of right. one or more of the clans is going to be like, "Listen, where has this gotten us? Look right. around you. This is a wasteland because all we ever do is fight. Let's stop being all about yep. war <laughs> and maybe uh, be peaceful. For, see how that works out." Yeah, right. And so, that, of course, kicks off. The Mandalorian Civil Wars, I think plural, because this goes on. Like, they're always fighting, but this was like the Civil War that was a turning point. Like, this actually caused change. I'm not sure how you have a Civil War with where one side is a bunch of pacifists. They shouldn't be fighting at all. Well, I guess that's how it works. Right. But yes, so that's, and that leads us into like the Republic era, era, like the. Yeah, so I think the dates here are like. because I tried to do a little bit of a timeline. This is around 42, 40s, in the 40s before the Battle of Yavin. So this is a good, uh, like, 10 years before the Phantom Menace. Obi-Wan at this point is, like, 15 years old or something like that, just to give you an idea of where we are. So these civil wars between, like, the traditionalists, the Mandalorians that want to keep up their warrior ways, and the pacifists, Mm -hmm. which 
um, end up being led by the Duchess Satine Crees. I always want to say Cries. Yeah, it looks like Cries. It's Crees with a Y um, somehow. And yeah, so Obi-Wan at this point is is a teenager and Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan were actually sent to Mandalore to protect the Duchess during the Civil War period. It's, at right. some point, this again isn't in anything yet. Right. And this is like the, the first, actual events. Yeah, right? this is the first period here where I really feel like they got to adapt this into something. Uh, yeah, at right. some point, well, because they had... there's a war going on. There's the the two Jedi with like Qui Gon and Obi Wan are, are there. Like, and there's this blood well, yeah, story already... to tell. This 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 is just prime for yeah, something. They did Master <laughs> and Apprentice, yeah. where which was similar <laughs> time frame. So why not do another book? Yeah, right, right, right. I don't want a book though. I want I want something more. Okay, <laughs> even Clone <if> Wars <laughs> miniseries. Okay. Even if it's like five years down the line and they just recast and uh, another another young Obi Wan, another young Qui Gon, or something, this deserves to be told and told well. Oh, because also I just want to throw this in there while I'm interjecting. Uh, I believe, just by the way it was mentioned uh, in the Mandalorian, that Jango Fett probably fought in these in this civil war just based on the timing because Jango Fett of course was a foundling was a Mandalorian uh, before he became a bounty hunter mercenary but do we know if foundlings were a thing yet though like that because that I feel like that was part of the watch children of the watch thing or whatever or whatever they're called yeah well foundlings it must have been a thing just because Jango Fett wasn't a Mandalorian in blood, but he was obviously he wore the armor and everything. So I don't know. You're right. It needs to be explained, which again could've, goes back to my point. Could have been before this period too, though, as well. I don't know. Yeah, a little bit. But there is mention that Jango Fett fought in the Mandalorian civil wars. So okay, could okay. be these, could be earlier ones because they, like okay. you said, they're always fighting. So who knows? <laughs> right. It's like uh, we're out of people to fight. Uh, pick pick sides. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, the outcome of this civil war was, I guess, the pacifists win, mm-hmm. and because the Duchess Satine becomes the ruler of Mandalore, they just uh, talk them to death. What happened? Yeah, I guess that's, <laughs> that's what why you we do. This, so, yeah, had, I think they had to fight for the right to be pacifists. Was well, kind so of, they had <laughs> the sure. protectors, yes. Yes. right? I, I, so, yeah. so the protectors were. We'll get to them a little later, but. They were Mandalorians who protected the leader of Mandalore, and so if she was seen as the leader, they would be protecting her. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's so. true. Yes, you could be a pacifist who has bodyguards. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway. So at the same time, the traditionalists are exiled to the moon of Concordia at at the end of this, this right. civil war as well. So. so it basically ends with Duchess Satine Kreese, lover of Obi Wan, now yeah. in power. <laughs> As a pacifist on Mandalore, where they're going to basically not fight, stay out of the Clone Wars when those eventually right. uh, break out. They're going to remain neutral, and a bunch of people get exiled to the moon, where they're basically forgotten about, is just pretty much right. what yeah. I've been able to put together. They're just vandals and mm-hmm. not anything bad. Right. But And then, honestly, this is a period where... Mandalore th- kind of thrives too because you I mean when you go when they go there in Clone Wars and you see the cities and everything it seems like mm-hmm. they're living a pretty good life yeah. as pacifists it's prosperous for sure yeah 
Um, but so these traditionalists on the moon of Concordia eventually become Death Watch, which is a group of Mandalorians. They're made up of the traditionalists. Um, Including members of the previous House Vizsla. Right. So it's led, it's led by pre-Vizsla. Yeah, he's so he's in secret. I want to say he's officially uh, the governor of the Moon of Concordia. That's like his right. official position. Right. But secretly, he's he's kind of like this, yeah, putting together this Death Watch yeah. gang, right? Of well, uh, they, sympathizers. They, they seem to be able to hide well as just like thugs and vandals that that aren't really deemed a threat. Yeah. Um, right. But of course, Vizsla, the name, he's a descendant of Tar Vizsla, the original ruler of Mandalore. Right. And because of this, he is in possession of the Darksaber at this point in time as well. Right. So pre Vizsla, governor of Concordia and leader of the Death Watch, has the Darksaber. And ends up teaming up with Dooku, which is all, you know, it all ends up obviously being a plot to destabilize Mandalore and basically get a warrior culture back in control so that they would be loyal to, at the end of the day, Palpatine. But yeah, right. um, it's, at this point, yeah, the Separatists. Right. right. When you have a group of warriors who are claiming to be pacifists and there is a massive galactic-scale war going on, there's no surprise that both sides are going to be interested in getting help from these yeah. people. <laughs> they want their warriors and their weapons. Yes. So uh, Dooku basically helps pre Vizsla arm Death Watch. Till he double crosses him in some way, shape, or form. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they actually lose a lot in in trying to take over Mandalore from, from the Duchess until Maul shows up. Right. And he actually leads them to succeed at overthrowing the Duchess, throwing right. her in jail. So, yeah, because Maul's whole plot, obviously, is about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right. Right. Ultimately. But and he does, this is where he like builds his whole like criminal empire, including yep. Death Watch, and he uses that power to basically overthrow Mandalore and, and also create, basically create uh, the criminal syndicate that will lead to the Crimson Dawn, I would imagine. Like that's, this yeah, is all yeah. tied together. It's got to be part of it. Mm-hmm. Does he, he kill Pre Vizsla as well? Yeah. He, well, he came on to help him originally take the planet yeah but then he turned on him or or um yep. yeah he challenged him to get control of the dark saber or whatever so exactly. he could be the ruler that's right yep yeah and so then he becomes the leader of mandalore because he has the dark saber right according to these crazies that's the other thing um, like it's not like everybody backs this whole dark saber makes you the leader thing right it's just kind of a certain sect but then i guess everything's in such disarray by the time of the mandalorian it's like i mean i guess whatever you could claim right, go for yeah. it because <laughs> it's such a mess well yeah well because after maul takes control of mm-hmm. mandalore then some of even some of death watch splits off led by bo katan right uh, right that's, that's right so the duchess's sister who is on opposite sides of the thing but yes yeah, she gets mad because she's like, why are we follow- following this crazy mall guy? And it's not very Mandalorian, essentially. And I think she feels she feels guilty for, I mean, she's mad because Maul kills Satine. Uh-huh. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, Obviously, that's going to piss off her sister. Unsurprisingly. He did it to make Obi-Wan mad, who, oh, but Obi-Wan is 
a really good Jedi, so it it obviously disturbed him, but he did not react no. as Maul wanted. Exactly, because he's the best of us. And so at this point, this is where uh, Bo-Katan actually helps Obi-Wan uh, escape captivity, and then they all basically flee for the time being. Yeah, so it basically uh, leaves Maul in power. For an unknown amount of time? I mean, yeah. the rest of the Clone Wars, but I'm not exactly sure how long. Yeah, it's not yeah. that long, I don't think. Because then the, the next thing we see isn't until the last season of Clone Wars that they made on Disney+. Plus. So, like, the last, last season. Right. <laughs> um, when we see Bo-Katan basically comes, finds Ahsoka to ask for the Jedi's help um, to retake Mandalore from Maul. Right, and at this point, we're talking like, this is 19 BBY. This is like the time of Revenge of the Sith. Like, the, yeah, the, it's, Order it's, 66 is happening at this point, basically. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, so that's part of it. So Ahsoka, uh, with a bunch of clones, back to Mandalore to help Bo-Katan. They end up defeating uh, Death Watch and capturing Maul. Bo-Katan becomes the regent of Mandalore, like the Jedi make her the regent of Mandalore. But that doesn't last very long because Order 66 kicks in and then the clones basically take over Mandalore. Um, and it's since Bo-Katan doesn't play nice with the with the Empire now, they kick her out. Clan Saxon, um, which is that part of House Vizsla. Yeah, so, yeah. So House- clan- <laughs> That's yes. important. Because House Vizsla included the Clan Vizsla. It included Clan Saxon, so they were Saxon has always been bad guys too, like right there with with Clan Vizsla. But it also included right. Clan, Clan Wren. Wren, yeah, Clan Wren, yes, Sabine, right. and they're, yeah, uh, they're all Death Watch, right? Um, yes, they were bad guys. Well, so so was Bo-Katan. She was a Death Watch member until right. exactly. her sister was killed. So Clan Saxon ends up taking over because they're they're uh, loyal to the Empire. Uh, they betray Bo-Katan, uh, and then Gar Saxon becomes the imperial governor of Mandalore at this point. And this is basically the end of the Republic era, because we're now into the Empire or Imperial era. Right. Well, so at this point, we just have to like recap. We have Clan Saxon in power, thanks to the Empire, basically. Clan Saxon, part of House Vizsla, right, which is the original ruling house of Mandalore. And at this at years. this point in time, as far as I can tell, so what happens with the dark saber? It is a little bit shrouded in mystery, but Maul at some point brought it to Dathomir. And That's it's, right. It's so just Maul sitting keeps in Dathomir. It. Yeah, it must have Ahsoka must have taken it or something. No, I he th- gets it. No, from, no, yeah, they get it on Dathomir. Either Ezra had a vision or something to go to Dathomir for some reason. I don't remember the details. In Rebels. Yeah, so Empire Era. Yes. We meet Sabine Wren, who is one of the Rebels, and she is a Mandalorian with very artistic armor she painted, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. She is part of Clan Wren, which we just said is part of House Vizsla. But we don't find that out until later. That's kind of a 
Yes. I, I think even uh, Lucasfilm didn't find that out until later because <laughs> because of the timing, since since Clone Wars Season 7 actually was released after Rebels was completely finished as a series, oh, yeah, they, yeah. Put, they put Sabine's mom, member of Clan Wren, into uh, those episodes sort of as like, a, I mean, it works. It works great because she's there with Bo-Katan as part of the force that uh, overthrows Maul, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's clever. So, um, That's what makes this fun. <laughs> right. Well, it's called retconning. It's yeah. Retroactive continuity. continuity. Yeah. Whatever. There you go. Um, so Sabine is like the token Mandalorian on the show. And you find out she has a pretty dark history where she created some kind of weapon, which is why she had to like leave Mandalore. She was exiled of her own will, basically. Right. Um, Because she couldn't face what she had done. And she didn't want the Empire to be able to finish the weapon. Nicknamed the Duchess. um, That basically (laughs) targets Beskar armor and fries the Mandalorians inside the armor, essentially. (laughs) It's like a... It turns your your best car into like aluminum foil in the microwave. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good, calling it the Duchess. Just a little dig at her being a pacifist, you know. Yeah. 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 Um, so then we meet the protectors, uh, which, you know, I mentioned before, they're Mandalorians who protected the leader of Mandalore. At this point, they live on the Concord Dawn system that you mentioned. Yep. And this was after the Empire seized seized Mandalore. So they, they fled and moved to to Concord. Yeah. So essentially the Empire is, is now at this point in control of Mandalore, but on this Concord Dawn system, which is right next door. The protectors are basically defying the empire, and they're willing to let the rebellion move through, uh, like basically for just like lanes of travel. They're allowing them not to at pass first, them. right? Right. Not at first. Right. Yeah. So they're led by Fenrau, who also fought in and trained clones in the Clone Wars. At, at the beginning, they're loyal. They're, I guess, loyal to the empire. I won't say loyal. They're just. Working for the Empire because the way Fen Rao sees it, like they're they're the stronger force that it's probably going to win. So right, like, so why it's stability? I guess why yeah. go against them at right. this point? I'll tell you why. Genocide. That's why. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you fool. Well, so Sabine and uh, Kanan Jarrus on Rebels uh, end up capturing Fen Rao and create a forcing factor for them to allow the rebels to travel through the system mm-hmm. essentially that doing that way. Well, the, the important thing is right. They, they returned Sabine Wren returns to Mandalore with, right. With Fen Rao now allied with her uh, and the dark saber and the dark saber, which, which she recovered from on Dathomir. Dathomir. Right. Yes. So the interesting part here is she didn't, she did not recover it from like fighting someone. Right. Like Kanan. Yeah. Kanan recovered it, kept it, and then gave it to her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she returns to Mandalore, finds out that they're loyal to the Empire, basically. Um, she gives the Darksaber to her mother, who then just gives it to Gar Saxon. Um, but then they fight, and Sabine defeats him to get the Darksaber again. Get it, like, recover it back. Gar Saxon's dead. Sabine leads the rebels and the Mandalorians in a fight against the Empire to destroy this super weapon, the Duchess. Oh, oh! By the way, Bo-Katan is also part of this. She just gives the dark saber to Bo-Katan at the end of this, and then Bo-Katan 
since she has the dark saber is becomes the the ruler of Mandalore again, or like the clans unite behind her again. Right. Mm. Um, Not really, but okay. But then this is very unclear. We don't really all know know all of the details because it's only been teased in the Mandalorian about the Night of a Thousand Tears when the Empire basically destroys Mandalore. Right. So the the, um, the confusing thing for me, and hopefully this helps uh, clear some of this stuff up is that the Clone Wars ends with Bo-Katan taking control of Mandalore, right? But then right. we, f- we no, find out Rebels, in Rebels... No, 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 no. The Clone Wars uh, <laughs> ends with, yeah, with yeah. her taking control. Then we find out uh, in Rebels... No, 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 actually, the Empire kicked her out. She's not in power anymore. But then, by the end right. of Rebels, guess who's in power again? Bo-Katan Kreese. Bo-Katan. <laughs> But then let's fast forward to the Mandalorian. No, no, no. She was kicked out. That didn't happen. She was kicked out. So we always end with her (laughs) temporarily taking control of Mandalore. Clearly not meant to be the ruler of Mandalore. Let's let's be honest. Okay. You know what? You might be honest. I think it's going to be Grogu. Still (laughs) think it's going to be Grogu. Yeah. So at this point, we're we're talking uh, like Battle of Yavin. Now we've caught up to original trilogy Star Wars, Bo-Katan. Last we saw in Rebels was put in in control of the dark saber, ruler of Mandalore, but the Empire wasn't having it. I think that's all we could basically say is that the Empire said, "No, nah, no, nah, you're out," and then the Great Purge happens, or whatever you want to call it, Night of a Thousand Tears, Mandalorian genocide, and that's what the armor talks about with right. that scene. That's very reminiscent of Judgment Day from Terminator. Where they so, wipe out the whole planet. What, yeah, and what we find out from Bo-Katan too, and season two of the Mandalorian is there's this belief that since she was just gifted the dark saber, it was a bad. It led to the downfall of her people. Like she wasn't right. worthy of being the leader, and it led to the downfall of her people. Yeah, and it's kind of like blamed on that. And it's also worth noting along those lines. Uh, because of the Great Purge, this was like very close to genocide. There's only a handful, I think, at this point I mean, of Mandalorians they literally left. Nuked the planet, so right. <laughs> and a lot of the Mandalorians who are left are part of this sort of uh, what do you call them? The Watch, I guess they call the them. The Watch that Dinjarin is a part of. That they are like steadfast, like hyper religious mm-hmm. Mandalorian sect. Uh, yeah. And he's part, of, I guess the part that he's a member of is called the tribe, that, that uh, covert that we talked about that was hiding on Navarro. I didn't know it was called the tribe. Apparently, yeah. That's what they call him. But also a descendant of House Vizsla, Paz Vizsla. Is a member of the tribe, uh, yeah. Is yeah. the member. Well, yeah, he, right. that's why he thought he was entitled to the Darksaber, because he was yeah, related to the... he's kind of a the... jerk. Yeah. Well, the Vizslas I mean, are jerks. Vizsla, so, yeah. <laughs> and they're also, half of them at least are voiced, voiced by, by uh, John Favreau. <laughs> yeah, right. I have a feeling he's been like hitting the gym. Eventually, he's going to take that armor <laughs> off and he's going to be under that armor. <laughs> well, so we'll stop there because we're going to get into Mandalorian Season 2 and Book of Boba Fett more next week, right? Yeah. I've rambled enough. Uh, incoherently uh, for this episode. And there's so there's so many like unanswered. I mean, it's not your fault that there's just these holes to kind of like 
Well, that's the thing. Like, try to work. I did a lot. I feel like I did a lot of research on this, but at the same time, I didn't do enough. Yeah. Because everything's scattered throughout Clone Wars and Rebels, and so you got to kind of go and find it. I do think so. An unanswered, unanswered question that I'm really curious to see if it gets answered in, in uh, season three of Mandalorian is what's left of clan Wren of Sabine's family. So we know Sabine's yeah, alive right. because she was off doing her own thing, but her family, she had a brother and she had a mother. Her whole and father. family was alive at the end of rebels. Cause but they, that was before the great purge. So right. were they killed or did they get off planet somehow? Well, I don't know. Bo-Katan did. Her brother trying to hide changed his name to Ren with no W and then <gasps> became, you know, the, the leader of the Knights the of Ren. That's, the Ren? It's, it's him. It's got to be. It's, it's the only it's, possible it's, explanation for their names being similar. The only possible, yeah. Right. <laughs> I remember when that was, not necessarily the, the rumor, but it's the people complaining, that, how can you have Sabine Ren and Kylo Ren both in the same galaxy? <laughs> it's too similar. Yeah. We're definitely going to find out a lot more in the Mandalorian season three. And then I think we're going to also probably see some in the Ahsoka show because Sabine is a confirmed character. Right. Correct? Right. But I would, would expect a uh, Mandalorian season three, Mandalorian season three. There's uh, all of those su- surviving like Mandalorians that we see in the trailer could be all that's legitimately all that's left. <laughs> like there might yeah. be only a very yeah. few. I'd like to see Fenrau back at it. Yeah, because he, he would be alive, too, because he was working with the Rebels, right? Yeah. So I I don't know. That'd be cool. Yeah. These are the names to, to look for in Mandalorian Season 3. Ren, Rao. I mean, Vizsla, Saxon, even. Maybe Saxon, yeah. So all, all we know is uh, after the Great Purge, Moff Gideon got the Darksaber from Bo-Katan somehow. And she, Did he lead she got out. The Great somehow. Purge. Yeah, I, I think I think that's what we're led to believe is that he was instrumental yeah, okay. in seeing it through, nuking the planet. Right. Yeah. Yes. Somehow he was heavily involved. So there it is. Maybe next week we'll talk about season two. Is that the plan? Just breeze through that and see. Recap, kind of like we did last week with season one. Yeah. We got any uh, trivia tonight? We do. Which one was? It? I lost the questions. See, I had Brenna do a whole set of these. Let's try this one. This goes back to season one. So we talked about season one last week. Specifically, this is the episode with the prison break on the Republic prison barge. Brenna has a question about one of the crew members. Let's see if you guys know the answer. Oh, boy. Here we go. What species is Berg? Oh, okay. Burr. Berg, Berg, Berg. <laughs> Berg. And I already gave Which you a one? hint, because it was in that episode. I can't remember the name of the episode, but the one where they uh, went on the shoot. thing with the break in the prison. His old crew of criminal friends. Berg was one. Uh, I, ca- I can't remember which one Berg was, but I'll just guess. Okay. Bill's guessing. Deveronian. And Chris? Deveronian. And Brenna? A Deveronian. <laughs> there you go. Got it right. You got uh, it. Yeah, that's Berg. I could. I honestly could not remember which one. Berg was a Deveronian, played by actor Clancy Brown. Mm-hmm. 
For those of you who are trying to picture a Deveronian, they look like the devil. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Boring conversation anyway. All right. Well. We'll be back next week for one more man, one Manda more episode. Man, two weeks. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. So short. Freaking new. I, I honestly don't think I have uh, prepared myself for how excited I am about this show. No. Yeah. Because like we said last week, it's been so long. But I friggin' love The Mandalorian. I love it. That is like a shot of Star Wars straight to your veins. It's so good. And you know... You know there's going to be some big reveal yep. where we're going to be like jumping off the couch yeah. and our wives are going to be like, what is wrong with yeah. you? I'm going to watch the first episode <laughs> four times in the first night. It's like some, a Mandalorian with like painted armor is going to come out and be like, it's Sabine, she's in this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, tell us how we're doing with a review on Apple Podcasts or, or Spotify, whatever you use. That'd be great. Check us out on Instagram and uh, Twitter, I guess. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Good night. Goodbye. Till the spire. Till the spire. Mm -hmm. There it is.